It be too late to alter course, matey. And there be plundering pirates lurking in every cove. And mark well me words, matey. Dead men tell no tales. <laughs> the code is more what you call guidelines than actual rules. Welcome aboard the Black Pearl. Welcome to the Pirates of the Caribbean Minute, a daily podcast where we analyze, scrutinize, and plunder the Pirates of the Caribbean films, one blimey minute at a time. I'm Scott Artis from scottartis.com. And I'm Heather Artis from blackpearlminute.com. Thanks for joining us for Minute 92 of The Curse of the Black Pearl. Happy Monday. It's not just Monday, it's Dead Men Tell No Tales release week, and that means... I'm going to be camping out in line, making sure I get a good seat for the first showtime. Wow, really? I also want to roll into the theater with some pirate authenticity, which is the real reason for the camp out. Hanging out in the sun all day with a thick jacket and, of course, these oversized cuffs and breeches. <laughs> that way I'm all pirate ripe. Arr! I'm going to give the audience what Emerald always said on his show, which now seems like a billion years ago, about smellovision. Or like the old 50s B-movie experiences I heard about and wonder how prolific they really were. You know, the vibrating seats and the smells and all that kind of stuff. So that's what I'm going to do. That just going to hang like out just absolutely in the awesome. sun because it's been getting warm out here. And then roll right into the theater. I'm sure everybody will appreciate that. Yeah, it should be fun. And if all goes as planned and we don't get lazy, in addition to me smelling like an 18th century pirate, we will be trying to wrangle a few post-movie reactions from moviegoers i also want to give a shout out to all of our new listeners we're so excited to have a robust growing audience so if you're starting out with the latest episodes welcome if you're starting out in sequence then welcome from the future as you'll eventually reach us here at minute 92 so thanks mateys thanks for joining us and for everyone in the present or the future with us now happy monday time travelers you got to be prepared for that yeah, so you don't even have anything to say about that. You're Our like, Will yeah. is a time traveler. Well, he's an elf who has just gone through time because he's so old. Yes. He's not really traveling in time. In the strictest of senses. We don't want to get into a definition. Yeah, of course, traveling life's time. Of course he is. I mean, even Jack Sparrow's doing that. But no philosophy here today. Since we still do not have a Pirate Word of the Week introduction. Something excitingly pirate-oriented that I keep promising I'm going to do. I guess it's up to me to get everyone jazzed about this week's word. So, hey, Heather, what's the pirate word of the week? <laughs> what the devil may you chance to be talking about? What the devil may you chance to be talking about? Yes. All right. What does it mean? What, are you, <laughs> what are you the talking hell are about? you talking about? <laughs> it's, it's more eloquent. Yeah, it sounded like it. Yeah. Okay. I'll use that. Yeah. That's a good one. When everybody's good, there, right? you're in line. People are bumping you. You're trying to get into the show. And you can drop that on them. And yes. they'll be like, what are you talking about? And it's like, get the hell out of here. <laughs> Make way. Get out of the popcorn line, you damn fool. I'm trying to get into the show. There you go. So without further ado, just like Dead Men Tell No Tales this week, in the previous minute, Captain Jack Barbosa winds down his thanks to Captain Jack the Monkey by telling Captain Jack Sparrow they named the Monkey Jack. He continues to address the cursed Jack crew. That their hope for renaming everyone Jack has been restored. A move that was met with hearty cheers as everyone raised the roof flintlock and cutlass style. Oh, 
And then there was that little incident with the HMS Interceptor exploding as the trail of black powder left by Twig and Kohler reaches the powder barrels. Just a little side note in the previous minute. Minute 92 begins with a distraught Elizabeth Swan tangling with a satisfied Barbosa. The HMS Interceptor continuing to burn in the background thanks to a black powder detonation sparked by Kohler and Twig. Barbosa welcomes Elizabeth back to the ship and says, You took advantage of our hospitality last time. It holds fair now that you return the favor. Throwing her to an eager, cursed crew. The minute ends with Captain Jack Sparrow attempting to convince Barbosa that Will Turner is a distant cousin of my aunt's nephew twice removed. Lovely singing voice, though. Eunuch. Will chimes in. My name is Will Turner. My father was bootstrap Bill Turner. His blood runs in my veins. So all your captains in the intro was a bit confusing. Captain Jack. Everybody's named Captain, Captain Jack, Jack. Captain Jack. Captain Barbosa. Well, there's Captain Monkey. They named the Monkey Jack. And Captain then Monkey there's Jack. Jack. So I just started saying, all everybody must be named Jack. Was it meant to confuse or was it confusing the weak-minded? Goodness. Because I'm a Jedi. Actually, I do have some stuff this week to really get down and talk about. Because Barbosa says that Elizabeth took advantage of their hospitality last time. And it's only fair now that she returns the favor. Am I reading into this a little too much? I mean, should I say pirate realistically or is it what i think it is some not good connotations and innuendos as he throws her to the cursed crew am i wrong or is elizabeth's future at this particular moment cursed with some uninvited skeleton action (laughs) did i say that delicately enough yes (laughs) i was trying to dance around that yeah i mean i could have went if i really wanted to i could have said bone action because skeletons and bones but i chose not to i took the high road it was probably best, but now you've put bone action out in there. <laughs> Skeleton action, I said. What are you throwing? What are you trying to do? Dirty this podcast up? I swear. Anyways, the question stands. Am I reading something into this or am I reading something not into this? What What is going on with that? Well, I'd like to go back to... You're already... You're going to skirt the subject? What? Barbosa's crazy eyes first. You don't... What do you... What the hell? Well, you skipped over his crazy eyes. Did you see that look he gave Elizabeth? Uh, He's got, like, this crazy eye look when he's welcoming her back to the Black Pearl. He's got this, like... His eyes are, like, crazy man eyes. (laughs) He's had crazy eyes multiple times. Yeah, but... Just noticed... I guess it's because he's super close to her. He's just, like... His crazy (laughs) eyes are going. There's a whole lot of craziness with Barbosa this week, actually. Yeah. And then her taking advantage of his hospitality. Yeah. Go back to your question. She still could be Turner. No, he doesn't know her last name. Right. No, they know that she's not Turner. It didn't work. The curse didn't end. Well, I understand that. Just because she's not related to Bootstrap Bill, she still could be a Turner. So you're going to take this into like some kind of marriage thing? No. I'm taking it into. What does that have to do with the question? Because he's saying she took advantage, but how she can how can she be taking an advantage if he asked she said her name was Elizabeth Turner, correct? Yeah. Okay. It doesn't automatically mean she's Bootstrap's daughter. So you're taking the technicality route and avoiding my question by saying, Well, she may not have completely been lying. How dare they say that? Because she could have been shoestring Turner's daughter. Exactly. And Shoestring Turner's daughter, who's named Jack, by the way, Jack Turner, that's the route you're going? Yeah. We are? Okay, we've established... Okay, that's possible. Barbosa doesn't think so. Who cares? Because it's the wrong Turner all along. She knew that. And actually, wait a second. 
Didn't on the treasure mound she admit that she wasn't Turner? Yeah. No, she admitted that her father was not Bootstrap Turner. Bootstrap William Turner. Well, I don't know. I'd have to go back and check that out to make sure. She just admitted that that wasn't her father. Well, he asked her, is your name not... No, he didn't. I have to look. He asked her if her father was William Turner. Okay. And she said no. That doesn't... Okay, yes, we're on a technicality. Man... There's a walk the plank. I mean, I might just lay them all out here. Walk the plank. Seriously, the question stands, though, and I don't know why you're skirting this. He says you took advantage of the last time, right? Yeah. And now it's only fair that you return the favor and he throws her to the crew. Am I reading something into this that this is, I must have to get blatant with you here. Is this a sexual thing going on? And you're just missing my whole point. No, he handed her to the crew. So then why didn't you just say that? Because I wanted to go into my little thing. How dare you? I'll send you to the deep. This is, I'm the captain of this 18th century (laughs) podcast. Okay, so you're reading into it, right? Yes. And the cursed crew, they catch her. They read into it also. That's right. That's okay. That's what I wanted to find out. I wanted to make sure I wasn't on the wrong boat because they get a bit handsy. Respectful. But handsy, because they're, well, they're well-placed hands. We'll just say that. Or is there such a thing as respectfully handsy? Pirate-wise, maybe? I don't know. Because this is a Disney movie, they're not in it for the whole rape and pillage thing and plunder aspect of pirate life. So does this mean maybe there's a Disney spin on what's really going on here? Yeah, they're just scaring her. So unlike maybe what we saw in Black Sails, which is decidedly not Disney, nor is it a PG-13 version of pirate life, for sure on that, But for Disney, does this mean Barbosa is really going to tell her, look at this damn ship. It's filthy. The sails are torn. The dishes are stacked to the top of the deck in the galley. And obviously our clothes need a washing. Get to it, woman. Is that really what's going on here? Yep. The crew's all excited like, oh my God, we're going to have clean clothes. Yep. So maybe that's what it is. So maybe I was reading. But she's got to get down her skivvies to. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) To clean. (laughs) No, but if we go back to what it really means. I must really admit that I got, like, the full body shiver for Elizabeth. She's got to be thinking, that damn Miss Turner comment. Why? Why did I say that? You son of a beast. Ah! <laughs> I'll just clean that up a little bit. Damn that Estrella. If I ever get back to Port Royal, I'm going to slap her face off. <laughs> All comes back to Estrella. Starting this whole process for her. That it does. But, yeah, those, uh, those crew members, they're getting a little excited about that. They were extremely excited. I think it's partly because she royally ticked everybody off by pretending to be Bootstrap's daughter. Do I need to go back to that? Hornswoggled them on the... She didn't necessarily pretend to be Bootstrap's daughter. She played along. That's what we're saying here. You're a technicality person today. You're by the book. I don't know what's going on over there, but I'm afraid to tell you anything else I thought about this minute. (laughs) You're lawyered up today, aren't you? Hit me up. You're lawyered up. I'm going to leave the Elizabeth thing alone right now because I don't feel uh, I don't feel confident in my stuff anymore. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to go on to maybe Will Turner, and then maybe you can tell me. Maybe I'll actually ask you a question first. That way, I don't just lay out my feelings and then they get slapped down. Do we have another cliche alert here? And I say that as a question because I thought. I would check with you before I'm also branded as the I see cliches guy, which has been running rampant in the last couple of weeks. So, well, it's really been during this whole high seas epic battle sequence. So not that there's anything wrong with cliches, but the potential here 
is that the hero dies, but ha! He's not. In fact, he climbs aboard, strikes a hero's pose for a moment. Please refrain from all your flash photography, por favor. Then we continue with the movie. So, cliche or not, you can just imagine him like Superman with the, his hands on his hips. But he doesn't really put his hands on his hips. Then jumps down to start throwing out demands to save the fair. She stole from me, Miss Swan. Why did you tell me he put his hands on his hips if he really didn't do that? I said like a hero. He posed ever so briefly. It's like a hero. It's Superman. I gotta explain this stuff to you. After what happened to me, I was afraid you were gonna lawyer up again and start saying, what are you talking about? So I had to throw out an example so you could just see like a pose, like a hero pose. That's what I was just trying to get across. Oh, now I understand. Oh my God, people, help me. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of cliche, like the white knight comes in to re- for the rescue at the well, very we last second. Yeah, we think he's dead. And then all of a sudden, he's really not dead, and he does that hero's entrance, I should say. But I really take offense when you pick the movie. I'm not trying to pick the movie. We're breaking it down. We're analyzing. We're scrutinizing. I know. But if you would let me get to my next point, it is actually a great shot. Will standing on the rail. There's the rigging there. An infinity ocean view. Smoldering interceptor flotsam. And the dashing hero, thought dead. But is alive to save the, the day. The interceptor's on the other side of the ship. No, he's not. Oh, yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah, it is. Ugh. It's behind it's Barbosa. It's behind Barbosa is that burning yeah. flotsam. So that's the nice scene. That's what I like. Okay? <laughs> Sorry. I knew you were lawyering today. My God. <laughs> you just wrecked the scene. Now I hate the scene. I was trying to do that. I hate when you just pick apart the movie like that. <laughs> How dare you? By the way, next to Will is a sweet-ass torch. And I love it. And it's I want of- one of those for the backyard. It's kind of crown looking. You can say crown, but for my notes I had, it reminded me of Neptune's trident. Mm. And there's a reason I said that too, because, well, I know the trident has three points. So everybody out there, it's not the officially a trident. It just reminded me of that because this one has four points. Well, then it's not a trident. It's like a four-time one that spectacularly captures the feel and characteristics of the Black Pearl. I mean, it really ties in well with the Neptune sculpture we saw when they arrived on Isla de Muerta. And besides the four prongs, it also has a pair of these smaller ones that come off the shaft, which is just really cool. It's like a weapon, and it doubles as a torch. That's why I want one for the backyard. I want a whole bunch of them. So when space is tight on a ship, best thing to do is to have something that can pull double duty, I think. Yes. Smart move, Barbosa Or Great. Jack, because it was, maybe it was his ship originally. Yeah, it's Jack's Or ship. for those out there who are waiting for the zombie apocalypse out there. You can get these for your yard, and you'll also be prepared for some brain-piercing action when the time comes. It will come. The time will come for the zombie apocalypse, and people with these torches will be ready. You didn't think that those were awesome-looking torches? I thought they were. They're a little spooky, too. They were a little spooky. This is the Black Pearl, though. (laughs) It's a ghost ship. Thank you for informing me. Well, hey, I had to. It's kind of a ghost ship. It has an unnatural fog. Isn't there It does. You notice even the fog... Now you can still see the fog. The now. fog is always when it's it, always it's all around it. Everywhere you look, it's a, the fog. Exactly, those ocean scenes that we've seen actually are really good for spotting the unnatural fog because yeah. at night and stuff you can't really tell is it everywhere is it not. Yeah. But in the ocean sequences, and I think maybe we touched on it a little bit when it was chasing the interceptor, you really can see the fog surrounding the ship yeah. all the time, and it's just on this ship, which is really cool. I thought I'd also give a nod to the music here. It's a Klaus Bedell, Hans Zimmer piece, but also includes credit to Nick Glennie Smith. It's called Will's Trapped. and has a great, like, ominous tone with Will trapped on the exploding interceptor. 
And then it winds down as apparently our hope is lost. Everybody thinks that he's dead. Oh. And it kind of keeps that mood actually for about 25 seconds or so before it comes back to life with a new spirit. And this is when Will appears on the rails. And it really reminds me of a slower version of Jack's theme song. It's this hero has appeared kind of deal. And I, I thought it was really well done. Yes. We've talked about Zimmer and Bedelt before. So I thought I would just touch on Nick Glennie Smith for a second. And Who's he's that? A, well, that's exactly it, little lawyer. English film composer whose most prominent work is in collaboration with Hans Zimmer on the scores in The Lion King, actually, and The Rock. He also did work on Home Alone 3, The Man in the Iron Mask, We Were Soldiers, Secretariat. And working for Zimmer's film score company, he has conducted the soundtracks such as The Simpsons movie, Transformers, Revenge of the Fallen, X-Men First Class, Empires of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. So he's done a lot of work on a lot of Zimmer projects, which is good. So his name is frequently there. He's one of the unsung heroes behind the big name Zimmer, huh. which is pretty cool. Very cool. But back to what we really want to talk about. Elizabeth, when she sees Will. I thought we said we were done with Elizabeth because you technicalitied me so much that I'm like a beaten dog now. Well, I don't know. A scurvy dog. What about Elizabeth? When she sees Will, you notice she quits struggling and all she could do is focus on Will. Well, that's right because she thought he was dead. So she's all of a sudden, he's not dead. It's a big relief. Before it was all this anger and this frustration, like, I'm the one who sent him well, into the freaking Well, she's still being hole. held by all those pirates. And she quits struggling. That's what I just said. She just gets that relief. Because oh, before okay. she's fighting, all of her energy is, Will, it was down there. I'm partly responsible. Well, I am responsible for this whole debacle. you sent him down to go get the medallion? That and just this whole thing. He came after me. Yes. And then... She thought he was dead, so all of her frustration and anger is there. And then when he's there, it's relief, so her body is just like, whew. So she just forgets for a moment, because before it was just a natural reaction. Now it's the natural reaction, like, okay, I can stop fighting for a second, because what I was really concerned about was is no longer a concern. Right. I think all she's thinking about is being in his arms rather than the stinky pirate's arms. Really? Yes. I Possibly. Yeah. Possibly. It's hard to say what she prefers because we're not right there. We're just kind of watching. But you may have something for that. <laughs> it's possible. Just a possibility. Are you done with Elizabeth's stuff? Can we move on? Oh, so you didn't want to throw that in earlier? Is it because I wanted to move along? We had to pull Will into the scene. Oh, we had to pull Will into the scene. I do have a note that Barbosa is really exercising the power of the upper hand in this particular minute. When he responds to Will, what's in your head, boy? And I think he's really saying, who the hell are you and why haven't you heard of me? I mean, it's like he must have gotten that need to be heard of. It's like this ego trip from Jack Sparrow. You have heard of me, haven't you? Oh, but you have heard of me, Captain Jack Sparrow. You have heard of me? You have heard of me. So I think that's what's going on. What are you doing on my ship, giving orders? What the hell is in your head, you crazy boy? I mean, it's a perfect character moment for Barbosa, who believes this whole thing is all buttoned up. I won the battle. I had the medallion. Now we need the last piece to our puzzle and no one stands in my way. Now this boy, this mere boy comes aboard and starts demanding stuff. How dare he? How dare he? That's what I'm thinking. What? what? Did you see the pirate in the background when he's talking, when Barbosa and Will are talking? I've seen many pirates on this ship in the background, but I don't know which one you're talking about. That's really specific information you give. The pirates in the background. This one has a particular look. Okay. He looks like a cowboy oh, the guy rather the, than yeah, a pirate. The guy in the duster. Yes. <laughs> he does. He's actually a, yeah, he actually is. He's a cowboy pirate. He has no shirt on. 
the tricorn hat, though. He's got his duster on. He does have, like, But he looks like a cowboy. Lengthy coat that actually appears to be, like, a duster. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty... That is actually a sweet look. (laughs) (laughs) You're all game for that one. I am. I don't go around without Without, the shirt on. With the shirt? No. I don't want people to be scared of my six-pack. That's why. (laughs) (laughs) Excuse you. You just don't want people to see your see-through skin. What the hell? (laughs) Not translucent. How dare you? (laughs) Oh, my God. This is enough. Okay. Your ghostly white skin. We're moving along. Yeah, that's only just that's pancake and makeup for for me in the mood for Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, I'm okay. in character here uh-huh. when I do this. I can't believe you, man. <laughs> Jeez, just a beatdown today. If I can quote a future it's Barbosa Monday. for a what, second, what do you expect? I expect a little respect around here. That's <laughs> what I expect. But Barbosa, just for a second, he then says, "Jack, Jack, Jack is trying to regain control of his what." I said if I can quote a future Barbosa for a second. Jack, Jack. Can I hold the... this for next minute? What are you talking about? You haven't even let me go anywhere. Okay, go ahead. I said if I can quote a future Barbosa for a second after all this. Jack, Jack. Jack is trying to regain control of his bargaining chip, but instead reminds Will that his best option is the exact opposite of whatever Jack says. So all I'm trying to do is channel Jack. I'm like, me saying it is, Jack, Jack. Don't signal Will. Will's going to do the exact opposite of whatever you say. So are you sorry you jumped to conclusions now? You have no clue to what's going on. That's when... What the devil may you chance be talking about? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Pirate word of the week. That's when he blows the cover. But not before Jack tries to salvage things by pulling the unit card. Not to mention a dark helmet trickster moment. He's my father's brother's nephew's cousin's former roommate. Thanks, Spaceballs. What does that even mean? What? It means Distant nothing. Distant cousin They're not of aunt, aunt's nephews, twice removed, blah, blah, blah. He's just making stuff up. That Did you just hear what I said? It's the classic trickster moment. It's channeling Dark Helmet from Spaceballs. He's my father's brother's nephew's cousin's former roommate. They're not related. He's just throwing words out there. It's confusing everybody. Jack's a trickster. Barbosa's a trickster. Got a Bugs Money moment happening here. <laughs> But now you have like two or three Bugs Bunnies in the scene. That's why they're all battling it out. <laughs> Anyways, Jack tries to get a rash will from doing anything stupid. But when facing immortal pirates, you don't really have many options when you're stuck on their ship. That's at least what I have to say. No? I don't think you have many options. We know Barbosa's done playing games with everyone and has lost his patience. But do you think if Will had said, I know where Will Turner is. You take everyone here to safety. Port Royal, for instance. That Barbosa would have listened to Will. That's what I was going to ask you. Did did, <laughs> oh, did you Will actually make the right decision by by not listening to Jack and actually telling him who he was? That's what I just asked you. And lucky I got it in first because now you have to answer. You're on the hook. I mean, he could have said you're daft like Jack and Barbosa, but was the only real option to spill the beans of who he is because Barbosa would not have wanted to be tricked again, Elizabeth style? As I should say, is this Will's only option is to really say who who he is? If he is anybody other than Will Turner, would Barbosa and the rest of the crew have killed this guy thinking he's just another crew member, a motley crew member, has no relation to anything other than him saying, I know where you can find Will Turner. You take everybody to safety and then I'll tell you. This almost gets us right back to where Jack was and it wasn't working with Barbosa. I leave you on an island and then I yell the name back at you. You guys take me 
and the crew to Port Royal or some safe place. Let us go. And then I tell you who it is. And then Barbosa's completely lost all his bargaining chips and the upper hand. And he doesn't even know if he's going to get a real name. Or Will could say when he gets there, I'm Will. But it doesn't matter. Barbosa doesn't know that if Will doesn't spill the beans. That's my question. It's a very good question. I don't know. I don't know if it would have worked. Yeah, I don't know. I think Barbosa is so far gone at this point, he wouldn't have believed it. He'd think that this is just another trick, Elizabeth style. Yeah. Or Jack style. And he's going to be left holding a bag of emptiness. And they're going to be all gone. So his only cards are... Because you have to think from Barbosa's standpoint, out of thin air, okay? So out of thin freaking air, Elizabeth Swan says her name is Elizabeth Turner. Right. Out of thin freaking air. And they got a feeling, you know, so the gold was there. So they know that Bootstrap had sent the gold to Will, his son, or his heir, right? Yes. To a family member. The gold was there. So it's possible he spent it and it ended up there. But out of thin freaking air, the coincidences are stacking up like, okay, we find the gold. But then this lady comes aboard and happens to say her name is Elizabeth Turner and we're looking for a Turner. You know? Yeah. The odds that she knows who they're talking about or is someone related because that's the name that she comes off when she tells them. That's just a big coincidence. It's possible, sure. But does Barbosa want a chance at coincidence? Like that, if it's immortal or eternity as a skeleton that can't feel any pleasure or anything like that? I don't know. Yeah. I don't think he would have chanced it. Mm-mm. I think Will would be tied up with the others or killed. Right. And then Jack would have been like, you idiots. You just killed bootstrap Bill Turner's son. Yeah. So I don't know if it would have worked. But from Jack's point of view, he wants another chance to try and finagle this somehow. I know where he is. I'll bring him to you. Get us to safety or we're going to drop you off on the island again and I will shout the name to you or hand it a, hand them over with you or something like that. Yeah. Because Jack can come back and say, you know what? I'll get him here and you know, we can even leave some people behind with you or whatever. Yeah. He can get them to leave the boat, the boat, if he can get them to leave the ship, the Black Pearl, and sends Will with them. He says, Will Turner, the guy you're looking for is in your freaking longboat. Good luck. We're out of here on the Pearl. Anything except what happened. Right. Because now he loses the hand completely. Right. At least for now that we see. So that's all I have. Because I'm afraid to go any further because I'm going to get lawyered up and tricked into signing some big documents because you're all technicality Thought you had more Elizabeth stuff. I didn't have more Elizabeth. I dropped it because I'm done. I don't play Elizabeth games like that. Nobody tells me what to do. (laughs) Nobody puts baby in the corner. You got that right. (laughs) I've had... No, not going to sing. Sorry. So that's all I got. You got anything else? No, that's all I have. I say we wrap it up. Okay. On Monday. And for all those who are feeling bad for me out there, who saw this incredible beatdown like a scurvy dog, scurvy mangy dog, you can send all your hate mail to Heather. But other than that, probably with a glass of rum... Glass of rum. Like I really drink my rum from a glass. <laughs> Bottle of rum. We'll be back tomorrow with minute 93 of the Curse of the Black Pearl on the Pirates of the Caribbean Minute. Until then, let's keep the horn swoggling to a minimum. Give me my grog. Oh, don't hit me, Heather. 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 Pliny, she always disappears right after the show. Get me my grog, she says. Probably at the Faithful Bride Tavern. Again. Heather, are you in there? 
Bring me my grog, you scurvy barkeep. Mother's love, what are you doing in here? You always take off before telling everyone where they can find us, where the after party is, and how their voicemail may be featured on the show. So get on with it, Savvy. I'm disinclined to acquiesce to your request. That means no. I know what it means. It means you're getting another rum, and I'm thanking the listeners. Thanks for listening, Scallywags. You like the show? Give us a review on iTunes. It helps us out, and we'd greatly appreciate it. Have a question or comment? Give us a call at 8637-PIRATE. You just might feature your voicemail on the show. You can also give us a shout at podcast at blackpearlminute.com. And don't forget to join the post-episode brawls on Facebook, our Facebook listeners group, and on Twitter. If you're interested in best of clips, you can find us on SoundCloud. All the links are on blackpearlminute.com. It's that easy. Now get out of here, you filthy bilge rats. (laughs) 